you do not have to force everything at once. And of course, be true to yourself. Hello, beautiful people. I am Charisse. And I am Maria. And this is the Quiet Silence Podcast. What's up, Maria? Hey there, Charisse. I'm feeling great, also excited, and kind of sad at the same time because tonight's gonna be our final episode. How about you? Same here, such a bittersweet feeling, but I am so glad we made it here. What a journey indeed. So, what would be our topic for this final episode? Well, tonight we are gonna talk about our institution's peer club organization. Have you heard of it before, chat? Oh yes, I've heard about them since I was just in first year college, and I can't believe I will be interviewing one of their amazing people behind this club organization. And to know further about the said organization, let us welcome our guest, Mom Fria Reyes. Welcome to our show, Mom Fria. Please introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners. Okay, good morning everyone. So I am Fria Reyes. Yes, I am a registered psychometrician and I am currently working as a guidance associate here at Holy Cross. And I am also a graduate here at HCDC with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation to have you here in our show, ma'am. So, how are you feeling today, Mom Fria? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yes. Ma'am Fria, to be honest, on the contrary of what Therese have said earlier, I have not really heard that much about this club before. Or I may have, but I was not really attentive to it. So our listeners and I would gladly appreciate it if you give us some information about HCDC's Peer Club Organization. Okay, um... The population growth here in our school has reached a level which makes it difficult for the guidance counselors to reach out to all students. Therefore, training students to be peer facilitators can answer this need. The club's objective is to strengthen the trust and guidance-oriented programs in the academic community and to reach out to student population through effective facilitating services. So basically, you train students to become effective facilitators of their co-students whom they share the same interests with or even the same characteristics too. Did I get it right, ma'am? Yes. That's pretty interesting, ma'am. I believe that is an effective way of creating trust in our guidance-oriented programs because students can feel that they've been heard or understood, especially that it is their co-students who facilitate them. So, Mom Fria, since the club's objective is to reach out to all students, and students really vary when it comes to their personality and behavior, you know. We have extroverts, ambiverts, and introverts, and many more actually. And in line with the main subject of this podcast, we want to know, Mom, on what is the club's insight about introversion in college? Students are required to socialize and have an active participation in class. So, which introverted students might feel drained when they reach their maximum level of socializing. So, introversion is different from being just shy. Yeah. So, they gain their energy when they are in a quieter and low-key um, low environment. And they prefer to work or do things alone, but they can also do well in, um, in a group activities. Although, um, communication is very limited. I agree. Just like what Jonathan said, who was our guest in episode 4, 
He said he can still be an introvert while doing the things that extroverted people usually do. Through socializing, he learned how to open up and balance his life. We can indeed do well when we are in a group, especially when we do something that interests us. That is really true. And for introverts, it's always important to have a balanced time or moment for socializing and solitude. So another question, Mom Shriya, does this club offer programs or activities for introverted college students? Um, so far, we don't have programs specific for introverted students. Now, as of now, the activities that we have is for everybody, regardless of how they see themselves or genders or whatnot. Well, it's great to know that the activities are inclusive for everyone, but I hope the club would also consider offering programs that are exclusive to introverts alone. I mean, like something where they could actually focus on their personal preferences or interests within their comfort zones. Something like that, to just, you know, chill for a while and detach yourselves from the pressure of trying to figure out your place outside of your comfort zone. Well, in my own opinion, what can you say about it, Cha? Mm, personally, I don't really mind being with people whom I don't share the same interests or preferences. Because I love learning things that's really out of my league things that are totally new to me because it helps me improve myself. But on the other hand, I also agree to what you suggest, Mark. There's nothing wrong with living and doing things in your comfort zone. We all need that breath of fresh air in our lives sometimes. A place where we can really do something that we put our hearts into without pretending to be someone just to fit in with people. So moving on to a slightly different question now. In the third episode, Deya, our guest, who shared that as a freshman, she finds college really hard and there were times that she thought of shifting to another course. She is a communication student, by the way, and for instances like this, can the club be of help? In what way? So, peer facilitators are again trained to assist guidance counselors, especially in facilitation. They can help in a way that they can reach out to the students, encourage them to share and talk to a guidance counselor, and they are here to assist you in your adjustment. Mm, that's really great since, you know, college is really a different thing compared to elementary and high school. The pressure and responsibility you should carry is really overwhelming at times. And it's nice that we have this kind of organization in our institution, actually. Yes, and I think it's really helpful to seek advice from professionals, especially when students are having an academic or even a personal crisis. And it's important to know what these professionals think of you because I believe they are trained to see or assess the potential and ability of students. And they really know what to tell you or what could be good and effective for you. So in relation to it, Mom Freya, as a registered psychometrician, have you experienced counseling an introverted student who struggled in socializing with others or struggled when it comes to her confidence or self-esteem? And how did you and the club help him or her cope with it? Um, due to my license limitation, I cannot really do counseling but we do psychological first aid. For those who struggle with self-esteem and self-confidence, we help them by reminding them that they have to appreciate um, their small achievements and know their strength and face their weaknesses. Undergoing such a process might not be easy. Now, it might be very difficult for others, but it will help them grow as a person. And doing individual tasks and small groups 
in class where they can feel comfortable to share. Absolutely! Even our small achievements are worth appreciating and celebrating for. There may be times that no one would know or notice these achievements, but what's important is that we know the process we went through, acknowledge it, and celebrate it in our minds and hearts. Yes, exactly. There may be bigger achievements that you've witnessed from other people, but that doesn't mean that yours is not big enough or not worthy to appreciate and celebrate. And by the way, ma'am, we want to know what is the difference between counseling and psychological first aid? Counseling is an end of um, assisting the student or helping the student. Um, psychological first aid is more like a bandage. So, if may samad ka, so syempre, or medical first aid, uh, ang medical first aid man God is kumbaga maragtapalan na ang ang any physical damage and then you can go to hospital for further medical assistance. The same as psychological first aid. So, if PFA provider can assist, no, um, siguro seeing kung ano ang usay need sa isa ka individual. And after that, if nakita ni PFA provider na it is necessary for the individual to have a counseling or therapy. He or she can refer the student to counseling for counseling. Hmm, I see. So more of like psychological first aid is the first step. So for our next question, mom, since we are talking about college here and you know mental health, self confidence, um, we would like to know how important is it for schools or institutions to assess or evaluate students' personality. How does it contribute to the institution for the benefit of the introverted students? For me, it is um, important to assess or evaluate our students' personality because it will give us knowledge about his or her characteristic, behavior, or attitude. In such way, we have an idea on how we can really help them to be their best. It can contribute to the institution by helping them know their own students' strengths and weaknesses and be able to come up with a more effective approach that is friendly for introverted students but um, wala siya, are not really negatively affecting all the, the student, uh, extroverted students as well. Yes to an introvert-friendly institution, yes to HCDC. And since we're talking about our beloved institution, and since Chad announced that they will gradually allow higher education institutions in areas under alert levels 1, 2, and 3 to reopen face-to-face classes, and if ever Holy Cross will apply for authorization for conducting in-person classes next semester, um, we're thinking that there might be introverts who are worrying about the adjustments that they have to make once in-person classes will finally start. Um, we would just like to ask what would be your advice to them with regard to this matter? I know things might feel so heavy at the first time in our school, especially uh, for two years that na, na vacante ang school. Uh, but you do not have to force everything at once. You really need, do not need to be with almost everybody because I know it is very feel draining sa ilahang side. So just try to connect with one or two individuals that you're comfortable to be with. I know you don't want to be the center of attention but class reporting, individual and group um, participation and activities uh, requires 
them to be on the spot. So you have to at least practice, not try to step out from your com from your comfort zone once in a while. And if you are ready and already familiar with this um, situation, doing this might feel easier in the second time. Also, try to connect with others by engaging and volunteering in an organization where you can be comfortable in communicating with others. And of course, be true to yourself. If you need to recharge away from the crowd, do it. Definitely, yes. No one knows yourself more than you do, but with the help of those people who actually matter, things will surely get better. Exactly. I'm sure there are really a few people out there whom you can be comfortable with and will help you along the way. Because, you know, in my own experience, I only have like two or three people I can connect with in college actually, and they're enough for me. I also learned how to get along with other people, though I am not really that 100% comfortable with them because of some personality differences, you know, but being with those kind of people really helped me when it comes to socializing. Uh, okay, that's it for me. I think I've said enough. Anyways, uh, lastly, Miss Freya, kindly please invite or encourage our Holy Crossians to join the Peer Club organization. So as of now, our application is already closed, but if those students who are willing to be a volunteer in our um, organization, they can, as long as they are first year or second year student, a bona fide student of Holy Cross. And if you are willing to be trained, you, know, you can be part of our family. In this club, you can, also, you can help others and you can help yourself as well. You should all join guys, helping yourselves while helping other people is truly fulfilling. It doesn't cost you anything but you will gain a lot from that experience. So don't you ever hesitate to be part of the peer club organization. Yes, you heard it loud and clear dear Holy Crossians. If you want to ask help or be of help, you are very much welcome to join the peer club organization family. Alright, Ma'am Fria, thank you so much once again for giving us this opportunity to talk with you and discuss things about college, introversion, and the peer club organization. And thank you so much for being part of our special and final episode. We are so honored to have you here in our show. Thank you for um, inviting me as well to impart some knowledge regarding the intro introvert students kay they are afraid when you to sign more a loner they are very shy which is they they want to, to communicate they want to engage in social activities but there are times when it feels really draining because they engage in such activities so sometimes they prefer to be alone, which is the that gives them energy, mangood. Other like compared to extrovert, mangood, they are um, they are into really um, socializing, engaging with different uh, different individuals that gain that uh, gain them energy, okay. If they are alone, they feel bored, yeah. So different la from introverts. So. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for saying So now, before we officially end this episode, let us try to reflect on the important things we learned from all the discussions we had with our guests. So, what are the most remarkable things for you, Maria? 
Mm, for me, first is what Miss Eliza has said. It is to not label yourself an introvert to a great extent because I realized that it's actually right. There could be a tendency that you might instill in your mind those things that are not even true, which may hinder you in doing things that you can actually do if you would just believe in yourself and give it a try. And another one is to really have the courage to take risks and explore new things. It's something that I'm, uh, I'm still trying to work on for a long time already because growing up, I tend to depend more on, the, on my parents and my closest friends and they contributed to who and what I am right now. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing and I believe I could still do better if I will just learn to believe in myself more and give myself a chance. So yeah, that's it for me. How about you, Cha? Seriously, I feel like you're reading my mind. <laughs> Those are exactly the words that I also want to say, but just to add on to what Maria said in the first sentence, you know, I have been following pages or accounts on social media that is about introverts. You know, they post memes or whatsoever. And because of what I chose to follow, I chose to be influenced by those social media accounts, by their posts, to the point that I have come to label myself as an introvert to a great extent and use introversion most of the time as an excuse whenever I have to face a situation or when I am facing an unlikely situation. And you know, I found comfort from those pages on social media because I found people whom I can relate to. And so it made me shut off from the real world and only exist in my own shell. Which then I realized throughout this podcast that it's not actually good that too much comfort will not actually help you grow. I choose to be influenced by them so I can validate my reasons to certain occasions that I am not used to. I remember what Jonathan said during our interview with him. He said that there's nothing wrong with a little puff love here and there. So what Mom Fria said was right. We really need to practice getting out of our comfort zones at times so that things will be easier for us for the second time around. And we will get used to it later on in our lives. I agree, those things are really striking too. Wow, seems like this podcast really became an eye-opener for the both of us, chat. And I hope it serves as an eye-opener to our beautiful listeners too. Yes, truly an eye-opener, Mar. And thanks to all our guests who shared their thoughts and insights with us. Yes, and I hope our listeners will also share us the things they've learned from the past six weeks that we've been together and yes. they could um, actually interact with us on our social media accounts, the Unquiet Silence Facebook page and the Unquiet Silence Podcast YouTube playlist where they could freely leave their comments and messages anytime. Yes, we are really grateful for this opportunity, you know, and at the same time, hopeful that we served our purpose of creating a platform for introverted college students where they could freely express their feelings and their experiences by simply being themselves. And we hope that this series of episodes with different guests really helped us to get to know and understand introverts more with the way they act, the way they behave, and the way they communicate with others. I agree with you 100% chat and I also hope that even after this final episode, the imparted learnings would still remain in our minds and hearts and be applied in our lives. And maybe this is a goodbye for now, but not really the end, right? Who knows, maybe we'll be able to launch another season or release bonus episodes. Let's see in the future. Well, who knows? I guess there is really no such thing as goodbye. 
only see you again. Yes. Thank you for joining us on our extraordinary podcast journey. Thank you so much. This has been Therese. And this has been Maria. And this is the Quiet Silence Podcast. A show for the silent people with the loudest minds. See you guys soon and thank you for being with us every Saturday.